Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, and for the latest updates, information, and picks, you can follow me on Twitter at Professor Sides. Today is Wednesday, June 15th, 2022. This episode covers all of today's Major League Baseball games. In case you're new here, I built a mathematical model for win probability, hitter and pitcher projections, and I analyze weather data in order to make one side pick and one total pick on every game that's played. Monday through Sunday, though there are no Sunday shows. That doesn't mean that I recommend you do the same. As my goal in this episode is to share key information about today's games, pose a few questions to think on, and explain why the model or I like a certain play in order for you to come up with picks that you are comfortable with. I never recommend blindly tailing or fading any pick, but rather to hear the justifications and thought processes to make sure you're fully on board with me or against me before investing your hard-earned money. As I go through the plays, remember there are no locks in gambling, so what I'll give you are loves, likes, and links to indicate my confidence level with respect to scaling wagers. And as always, please remember that good and bad variants will occur, so as much as I'd like to say it will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. 22 and 10 yesterday, I mean, it's a lot more fun when the good variance happens and the bad variance happens. Um, last night was a lot of fun. Just seeing all those wins pile up. Um I don't know what else there is to say other than that. Uh, I will comment that and I've, I've posted this in a couple of places. A couple of people have been asking the banners. I have a limit as to how many I can do and the character limit on those. I do have an idea of how to get the games and something to do with the picks up going forward. I just haven't had a chance to play with that and implement that yet. Um, so just wanted to drop that in and let you all know that I'm thinking about that. I have, like I said, I have an idea that I think will work. I just have to spend some time with it. Um, just a lot on my plate right now. Um, I am a real statistics professor. I don't just say that for fun. Um, I'm teaching a summer class, and I've got a lot of prep work to do to get that rolling. Um, as, as most of you probably know by now, uh, we're expecting our, our second child due date in six days. So uh, that can come at any moment. And so just all this like prep work and trying to get stuff done. So I just haven't been able to play with it yet, but I do have an idea to try to get those um, back. So for those of you who are, who are asking who like that feature, Hopefully soon I can get that working again. Uh, also, before we get to today's slates and reminders, please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you're not, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. And the only way assuming you turn notifications on to ensure you don't miss any of the college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides. Share with a friend if you know others in the game. Hit me up on Twitter or drop a comment if you're on YouTube. I love those and try to respond to as many as I can. And again, always as a reminder, I encourage you all to have multiple sports books in your portfolio. You can shop around, get the best prices that can really help in the long term. So if, if you don't already, just something to keep in mind, something to consider. I've got a couple of books that I recommend. The links are in the show's description. And they're on the website, www.pickswiththeprofessor.com slash sportsbooks. Several afternoon games today. We're going to start off at 105 Eastern. Marlins at the Phillies. A wild game yesterday there. The runs late doesn't overly surprise me. All the runs early definitely did. We've got warm weather today in Philadelphia. We'll be in the mid-80s. Winds mostly blowing across, but the mid-80 degrees is going to give a little bit of a boost to the hitters. Not to say exactly that we'll see a repeat of yesterday with all those runs, but temperature-wise, it wouldn't be the most shocking thing in the world. The Marlins look to be going with a bullpen game. Right now, I've plugged in Daniel Castano to go. If someone else opens, it's probably not going to change the number very much. It'll probably be just rounding error. The Phillies will go with Kyle Gibson. A guy at this point I've kind of mentioned, I kind of think is a guy you want to back. Last year, he really overperformed his metrics, and I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop. This year, that shoe has dropped, but he's actually better than this, in my opinion. Advanced metrics say his ERA should be about a run lower. The projection somewhere in between. He projects to be a solid pitcher, low four ERAs. Um, and I think that's where he should be priced at. So if you think there's any value based off the fact that his results haven't been great, I don't think he's a, he's that bad. Again, not going to be great at this point, but just a solid pitcher. Model says Philly's minus 156. Um, I have seen a few lines in a couple places that are lower than that. So if that were to be the case, I could easily see making a Phillies play. And like I said, I'm probably going to lean some form of the over based off this weather. Um, it kind of depends on what the number is, but with just all the runs we're seeing in baseball, again, not that I expect the whatever 20, 20 runs, you know, like we had yesterday, but it wouldn't surprise me to see 
a handful of runs in this one. So my kind of initial thoughts would be Phillies and over, but again, a lot depends on the number. Um, as always, I'll look at that, tweet out a pick, give a little bit of a justification as to why I'm doing what I'm doing in that game. Once in Easter first pitch, White Sox at the Tigers, a hot one in Detroit. We're going to start off in the low 90s and close in the upper 90s. Winds will be blowing in from right field at around 10 miles an hour. So I still think the bats are going to get more of a boost um, than the pitchers because that wind blowing in, it's going to be variable. A lot of times we see 10 on our winds and we'll have long stretches where it's more like four or five mile an hour winds. So um, the wind might knock down a ball a little bit, but when that warm weather, the ball is really going to fly. We see the difference between the weather that we have here on a hot day in the middle of June, especially as we get to July and August, for some of those cold days in April can be the difference in about 30 feet of a fly ball. And that's the difference between a, you know, a routine fly ball and a home run. And so I think the wind is blowing in a little bit, but I think there will still be a lot of runs scored in this one based off of the heat. And then you add the starting pitchers into that, Vince Velasquez and Alex Fado. Velasquez is a pitcher, not probably as bad as at 530 ERA, but still not a very good pitcher. Um, he's had some moments this year. We've backed him. Um, he's been fairly profitable. I, I think he's um, kind of like Jordan Lyles last night, a guy we kind of talk a lot about, probably a little undervalued based off of previous years, but that doesn't mean he's good. Um, it just means maybe people think he's worse than he is. So it's, again, it's all about relative value. Going against Alex Fado, who I, I'm just not a believer in personally. He does have a sub three ERA, but his advanced metrics say that should be in the low fours. That's where he's going to trend to. The projection's even actually worse. I project him to be more on the high fours. I don't think either pitcher's great. I do think Fado's a better pitcher than Velasquez, but there's enough happening here with the bad pitching and the heat that there will probably be a lot of run score. The total is nine and a half. As of now, there's no first five market. Um, there's no team total market. So I'm holding off on the totals just because I want to see more about what my options are there. And again, I'll tweet out something there, but I do think there will be a decent amount of runs in this one. I'm going with the White Sox plus 101 with an A grade. The model says White Sox minus 117. I know the Tigers are at home and I do think Fado's a little bit better than Velasquez, but the discrepancy between the offense and the bullpens is pretty large. The benefit for Velasquez is he only has to try to go out there and throw four innings. Maybe he makes five, but I mean, if he goes out and gives them four solid innings, given the fact that the White Sox bullpen is decent and it's not, it's not fantastic, but it's not horrible. What they then throw out there becomes some of the better pitchers in this game because Fado is better than most of the relievers in that Tigers bullpen. He's got a little more pressure to go deeper in this game. And I think that helps a bad pitcher like Velasquez out knowing he just has to go four. He has to go through the lineup two times, give everything he's got. And he's not going to be asked to go through that third time. And again, when it gets to the bullpens, the White Sox have an edge. The White Sox have a huge edge on offense. I think the White Sox should be favored in this game. And like I said, the fact that we're getting plus odds here, even though it's barely is an A grade pick for me. Even in the low, like minus 105 range would still be an A grade. The probability discrepancy around the even money range is a lot higher than on the extremes. And so this right here presents about a 4% edge, which is a fairly large edge. Most of the time we're talking about 1% or 2% edges. 4% is fairly large. As long as this isn't getting out to about the 110 range at minus 110, that probably drops to about a B pick. Um, but in the in the even money-ish range, White Sox A grade, I think they're the right side here. I think they should be favored. I think they can go into Detroit and win this. It's always fun when the odds are at this point because now you're just talking about who's going to win. You're not you're not thinking about price as much. It's just who's going to win. I think the White Sox win this game plus money's a gift, in my opinion. That's an A grade pick for me. Two of five Easter first pitch. Astros at the Rangers. Got back in the win column with that first five under and the Astros winning. Just like the old days early in the season, we racked up some money on the Astros. That's a lot of fun when it gets back to those winning ways. Today, the Astros will throw Luis Garcia, a pitcher y'all know I really like. Probably not as good as that 360 ERA, but I don't think the truth is that far off. Maybe a little bit worse. Uh, maybe more closer to four. But I still think, still think Garcia is a good pitcher. I like what he offers. Plucking in Tyson Miller for the Rangers it looks to be a bullpen game there as well. Miller's pitched only once this season. 
didn't allow uh, an earned run, but the advanced metrics not pretty. Again, that means nothing in two innings. Um, projects to be maybe an okay pitcher, but again, it's going to turn over to the bullpen really quickly. So really, we're just evaluating the totality of the Rangers bullpen, which I don't trust. I don't trust for nine innings. Overall, the Rangers bullpen isn't bad. I just don't think it's that good. The Astros should be able to score some runs. I like Garcia there on the mound for them. The model says Astros minus 160. As of right now, there is no line or total. And so I will post a pick on that later. Same story for Royals and Giants at 345 Eastern start. It'll be chilly during the day in San Francisco. As always, I know y'all are shocked. It'll be about 60 degrees at the start, about 60 degrees at the finish. Winds blowing out will pick up as the night goes along, or as the day goes along out there. But again, a park that's built to minimize that so probably isn't going to affect the total too much. John Heasley versus Sean Gell. I don't know how to say his name. Um, and a bullpen game for the Giants, which is why there's no line for that. I've got the Giants minus 199. The Giants have won these first two games against the Royals. They are the better team by far. The Giants aren't the same team that they were last year, but the Royals are very bad. Heasley's a pitcher you know I've loved to fade. He does have a 360 ERA, but the advanced metrics think it's almost two runs too low that it should actually be closer to the mid fives. And the projection is low five. So the projection for him is fairly pessimistic. He has had some results. The model's giving him a tiny bit of a boost um, in terms of the rating and saying, hey, he's he's actually kind of performed okay. And so we can't ignore that completely. But I think it's a lot of smoke and mirrors from this guy. A bullpen game for the Giants. Last year worked great. This year's worked fairly okay. They still have a solid bullpen. It projects about league average. It's not as good as it was last year. Um, just an average bullpen against what the Royals are throwing out there should get the job done. Always about the price, though. So we see the price on that one. I will give out some picks on Twitter. 340 Eastern first pitch. Reds at the Diamondbacks. Luis Castillo versus Zach Gallen. Got a couple of winners on this one yesterday, that first five under, and then the Reds pulled it out for us in extra innings. Today, the model thinks the Diamondback should be a minus 116 favorite. That's a 53.7% chance to win. Home field gives you 53%. And that kind of makes sense to me. I mean, these two pitchers are probably pretty even. The two offenses are both pretty bad, and even the two bullpens are both pretty bad and even. The model is giving the Diamondbacks maybe a slight bit of an edge here simply because it thinks Castillo's a little bit of a better pitcher, but it likes the Diamondbacks' offense a little more. So I think this number is pretty accurate in this 53-54% win probability. Castillo has had good numbers this year. The advanced metrics line up perfectly. The projection is right on track with that as well. It would be a tiny bit higher, but not by much. Gallon, on the other hand, is still good, don't get me wrong, but the gap between his ERA and his underlying metrics is a little bit larger. It's almost a full run. His advanced metrics say he should be more in the mid to high threes, and the projection has him in the upper threes. So again, a slight edge to Castillo, not by much, not to disrespect Allen at all. He's a good pitcher. He's just not sub three ERA good, in my opinion. And or if he is, it's going to be based off of pitching in pitchers parks not because that's his true talent level obviously you throw in a start to coercion who knows what will happen to your era there model says diamondbacks minus 116 i'll take the diamondbacks minus 118 only a c grade pick i don't think there's any value at this number right now again this is a number that i really do trust and like so if you see a price maybe south of minus 115 that probably gets up to about a b pick for me on the diamondbacks if you can get the reds at plus 120 that's probably a B pick on them. I really do like this number. I think it's pretty accurate. It's all about shopping around and can you get a price that you think is profitable in the long term? I think it's a fairly toss-up game. Diamondbacks hit the slide edge being home. And so uh, I'll I'll go Diamondbacks lean. I think the price there is a little bit more favorable to us. With regards to the total, I'll go back to the well here on this one and take another first five under four. It's minus 118, so I don't love the juice, but I do love this play in general. A grade for me. I, I, as much as I say, again, both pitchers are a little bit outperforming their metric. It's not by much. Both these pitchers are pretty solid. Both these offenses are atrocious. And we saw it again last night. They needed all those free runners and extra innings just to get some runs on the board. It was nothing, nothing going to the 10th. Uh, 
it, it, it's not to say anything can happen in baseball. So it's not to say that there can't be more than four runs in the first five, but with two good pitchers against two bad offenses, I mean, I really love first five under four. This is a gift. This number should be three and a half. Even at three and a half, I still probably take it as long as the odds aren't too out of hand, as long as you're in the minus 105 even money type range. I think the fact that we're giving a push at four is, like I said, just a fantastic gift. Take an eight pick for me. I think it starts off slow again. And then I kind of think just like before anything happens, again, I give the Diamondbacks maybe a slight edge here just because their offense is a little bit better in Arizona. 14 Eastern first pitch, Twins at the Mariners. Sonny Gray versus Marco Gonzalez. Gray's had a fantastic season so far, now coming back from injury. 240 ERA, advanced metrics. State should be about a half run higher, which is still fantastic. Projection, again, based off of his historical data, puts it about a full run higher than that. Still a very good pitcher in the upper threes. Upper three pitchers are very good, if that's what you do for the entire season. Good pitcher in Sonny Gray, absolutely. Marco Gonzalez... Whew. Mid three ERA advanced metrics say it's almost two runs too low. Now the projection's a little bit better than that because historically he's not been a, a horrible pitcher. He's just not been good. Gonzalez is not a guy I like whatsoever. Really think he's due for some negative regression here. Uh, it's really hard to back him, but as we're always talking about, everything's about the price here. The model says the Twins should be a minus one eighteen favorite, which is a fifty four percent win probability, and at first, that number surprised me, but as I dug into it, I think it actually kind of makes sense. Again, we start off at 53% for the Mariners, which is 47% for the Twins, and the model basically shifted 7%. These two offenses are relatively even. Maybe the Twins have a little bit better of an offense. Model says the Mariners have a little bit better of a bullpen, so you're probably balancing that out, and so you're giving a 7% shift for the upgrade from Marco Gonzalez to Sonny Gray. That seems about right. Maybe it should be 8%, but I mean, you can't give it too, too much. And so, like I said, at first I was a little surprised. I thought, oh, the Twins should be bigger favorites than that. But the more I dug into it, I mean, I think that number is probably right. I do think the Twins should be favored. I think the Twins are more likely to win. Um, I do not like backing Marco Gonzalez whatsoever. I don't really like fading Sunny Gray whatsoever, but it's all about the price. And the price is Mariners plus 132. That offers a tremendous amount of value for us that I just can't pass up. So I'll give the Mariners an A grade at those odds. Anything less, and it really drops to a B grade play. Anything in the um, you know upper plus 120s, there's still value on the Mariners. But if you're in the plus 125, upper plus 120s, I, I would take the Mariners. I think there's value, but it quickly drops to a B pick. And then by the time you get into the one teens at that point, I wouldn't play it at all. I'd just pass on the side. So I never know what the number is going to do, which way it's going to go. Maybe you get better value than this later throughout the day. Maybe it uh, comes back closer towards a toss up. Can I never know, but at plus plus one thirty-two, just eeks in there at an A grade play for me, just too much value to pass up in a, in, in a home game in Seattle that the Mariners could easily win this game. I think the twins win more than not, but I don't think anybody would be surprised if the Mariners win this. They're not a bad team at home at plus one thirty-two. just so much value in my opinion. With regards to the total, total seven and a half, I'll take a flyer on the over with a C pick. I think in general, like I said, there's been a lot more runs in baseball here in June than I have in previous months. I think this number should probably be eight. So I'll take over seven and a half. Even an eight, I probably would go over. Um, but it's not one that I feel overly confident in. Part of our hope for the Mariners is that Marco Gonzalez goes out and throws five solid innings before turning it over to the bullpen. And that might lend itself more to an under game. So it's not what I want to be heavily invested in, especially given our investment in the side. So the night game, 7.05 Eastern first pitch, Braves at the Nationals. We're going to be in the mid-80s in Washington to start, mid-70s to close. Winds will be blowing across at about six miles an hour throughout the night. Spencer Strider versus Eric Fetty. Strider's a pitcher you'll know that I really like. His 2.35 ERA lines up pretty close with his advanced metrics. The projection lags a little bit. Gives him about a full run more than that. But, I mean, that's a very solid projection. I really think Strider is a great pitcher. Um, still gets a little bit of a ding in the fact that I don't expect him to go six innings. Doesn't mean he can't. It means on average, we're kind of projecting him to go more like four or five. Of course, he's going to turn it over to a fantastic Braves bullpen. So I don't think that's a bad thing necessarily. Versus Fetty, who, you know, upper four ERA, advanced metrics, and projection are pretty close to that. You kind of know what you're getting with him. 
an okay pitcher, but slightly below average. He's going to turn it over to a bullpen that, for the most part, is worse than that. Braves have an edge in every facet of this game. They're going to have an edge in the offense. They're going to have an edge at the start, and they're going to have an edge with the relievers. The only place they don't have an edge, of course, is the fact they're on the road. But with that said, I still think the Braves are the side you want to be on here tonight. The model says Braves minus 161. Right now, there's really not a lot of value on the money line based off how it's priced. I'll take a flyer on the run line for the Braves. It's minus 115. And I'll give that a B-grade pick. Uh, sorry, not 161. The, the model says minus 176. Copy the wrong line over there. I was, I was like, what? Model says Braves minus 176. The price I'm seeing on the Braves is 179. So it's a situation where it's just not quite there. I'll go, I'll go, I'll go with the run line. I think the Braves have a higher likelihood of winning this in a blowout than by one run. I don't mind laying the run line as much on the road. Minus 115 odds aren't bad, so a B-grade pick on the run line for me there. And with regards to the total, total's nine. It's a similar situation we've been talking about with these Braves-Nats games. It's like the Braves are the better team, and they should score some runs, and I just don't know how many runs the Nats are going to score. And so it makes the total a little bit tougher to peg. That first night we were able to get that first five over in. Uh, which was at least good. Last night got the over as well. I just lacked a little bit of confidence. I didn't know how much they'd score. Today, I really don't think the Nationals score off a of Strider in that bullpen. So I'll take the Nationals under three and a half. It's plus 103. It's a B-grade pick. Again, there's too many runs in baseball to be overly confident in any game that's played outside involving any sort of 80-degree heat. Uh, so I'll take the Nats team total under. I think that's better than taking the game over or under nine because like I said, I just I think that this is a like a six to three type game. And so if you go over on the game, you're saying you think that the Nats score and like I said, I just don't see it off a of strider in that bullpen. If you're going under nine, then you're saying that the Braves offense isn't gonna score, you know, seven or eight runs themselves and I don't know. They very easily could. They they definitely have against and can against subpar pitching. So I'm staying away from the full game total, and I'll isolate to the Nats team total under three and a half. Again, plus one hundred three solid odds, and I'll give that a B grade. Seven five Eastern first pitch Rays at the Yankees. Couldn't quite. We got the first five under. Couldn't quite get there with the Rays yesterday. Tons of value at the odds that we were offered. Rays run into some bad luck yesterday. Have an inning with a ton of base runners or maybe a questionable call at second base. But when, when you see a game like that, where the Yankees were such big favorites and the Rays to that fantastic offense of the Yankees only allowed two runs at those plus odds. It's a pick I'd still make again tonight. If it was the same setup and say, maybe the Rays could could cross a few runs to get the win. The value was definitely there. Uh, The Rays had, had some chances. They, 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 just couldn't quite get there. Like I said, maybe a questionable call there on that play at second base really hurt them. They'll try again today, low 70 degrees. Winds will be blowing in from right field in the 5 to 10 mile an hour range. And again, a chillier night in New York. We're talking about low 70s here as opposed to the 80s that we're seeing around most of the country. And of course, two pitchers that can definitely light it up. Shane McClanahan and Nestor Cortez. I don't really know what to say about these guys other than Their advanced metrics are all really good. The projections lag their ERAs, but that's because both these guys have so two ERAs. No model worth their salt is going to say that either one of these guys can keep that up all season. They both project really well. Cortez is a guy we've liked to back a lot. Um, It doesn't project as well as McClanahan does, but I mean, still a fantastic pitcher in his own right. McClanahan's at this point a top five pitcher in baseball. Two pitchers you really love to back. Model says Yankees should be a minus 133 favorite. So I'll take the Yankees at minus 127. It's a B grade. Anytime the model likes the Yankees, I like the Yankees as well. It's always hard to go against McClanahan, but I don't think the discrepancy in the two starting pitchers is as much as the discrepancy between the two offenses. I think the Yankees offense is better than the Rays offense by more than McClanahan is better than Cortez is, again, the model still lags a little bit on Cortez's projection based off the fact um, that he hasn't been a guy that's going deep, and so it's just dinging him for that. 
when you look at the rate stats, I think Cortez is fantastic and he's shown the ability to go deep. The model is just not going to say, oh, these, you know, five starts are exactly what's going to happen going forward. So it's looking at the totality of the data and giving him a little bit of, bit of a ding there. But I think it's, I, I think he's better than the model realizes. And this Jakey's offense, I think, is a lot better than the Rays offense. So I think minus 127, I think there's some value. It's about as high as I'd play it with the B pick, maybe the minus 128, minus 129, maybe minus 130. Once you get to the minus 130s, it's either a C, it's a C grade for me there. And if for some reason this comes down, you can get Yankees, you know, in the minus one teens, maybe even around minus 120, that becomes closer to an A grade pick for me. I think the Yankees at home are more likely to win than not. I think the price is low enough to jump on the Yankees. So we'll give that a B-grade pick. And with regards to the total, it's seven. And I'll give this an A-grade under. I haven't taken a lot of unders here in the last couple days as we're seeing all these runs. But these two pitchers in a night that's not as warm as it is around the country, a little bit of a breeze blowing in, might give us some help, might not. But it might help us out just a little bit. You know, last night was 2 nothing. I'm not saying we see the exact replica of that, but if tonight was 2 nothing, I don't think anybody would be surprised. A great pick for me on this under at seven. I don't like under six and a half. I hate playing six and a half personally. So if it drops in that range for you, I might look first five. But under seven, I think is just, I think it should be six and a half. I think this is just a ton of value here in this one with these two pitchers tonight in New York. So to five Eastern first pitch, Baltimore at Toronto Orioles with the upset win yesterday. Got the over though, and that was. A lot of fun, definitely. A lot of runs just on the wrong side of who would win. Just kind of a reminder, as we're always talking about, weird things happen in baseball. Bad teams win some games and good teams lose some games. Tonight it'll be Bruce Zimmerman versus Jose Barrios. Zimmerman started off really well, and I kind of was saying, it's fool's gold, I don't think this guy is real. I'm actually going to flip the opposite now. His 5.5 ERA, I don't think he's that bad. His advanced metrics and projection put him more in the upper fours. Not a good pitcher, don't mishear me on that. I don't think he's as atrocious as his ERA is versus Jose Barrios. We've kind of long talked about at this point, the struggles he's had probably not quite as bad as that four seven ERA, but I don't think he's a ton better than it kind of projects to be pretty close to league average, maybe a tiny bit better, but not by much, not really a pitcher that again, you look at the name and you think it's a guy who's really good. And that's just not the case. Model says the blue Jays should be a minus two forty favorite. It's a pretty steep number that the model is pegging, but the odds right now, the Blue Jays are minus 275. The Blue Jays probably win this game, but at 275, it's just way too steep of a price personally to lay. I just don't think there's any value in that. It's not one that I want to throw into parlays either, and a lot of people play parlays. It's not something that I like for a couple different reasons. One of the reasons is one of the reasons is how much you have invested on different games. And it turns a lot of times I find with parlays, you end up with one game that you have like a ton invested in because it's the last leg of the parlay. And that's personally not a strategy that I like. Um, but the other reason I don't like parlays when you start talking about money on parlays is a lot of people think, oh, the Blue Jays will win. Let's throw them in. But they're not considering the odds. You're actually making your parlay worse, in my opinion, by adding the Blue Jays to this game. And here's why. Weird things happen in baseball and you're adding a team in that the price improvement that the payout that you're getting for the Blue Jays is not proportional to the probability that you're giving up and the fact that the Blue Jays might not win this game. And so if you're if you're playing these big money line parlays, I think it's fine. I think the thing to keep in mind is it needs to be a price that you're okay with. Not so much that you like laying big odds, but you think that there's some value in the number that the probabilities are off. In this case, you add a minus 275 to a parlay, in my opinion, in the model's opinion, you're getting a little bit better payout on that parlay, but you're also dropping the probability you win by more than what you're increasing your payout. And so in that case, it's just too steep for me to back the pot, back the Blue Jays. The model would say actually take the Orioles plus 245. I'm going to go first five on the Orioles at plus 235. I'll give up a dime in the odds just to only have to worry about five innings. There's more variability in five innings, so there's a higher chance that the Orioles can hold on. Once we get to the bullpens, the Blue Jays have a better bullpen than the Orioles do. Um, and so it's a situation where I don't mind giving up the dime extra payout to say I have more variability, which when you take a big underdog, you want variability. You want weird things to happen because you're looking for that big payout. 
And again, I don't want to deal with the bullpens. I don't think Zimmerman's good. I don't. I think Barrios is still better, but I think that at least Zimmerman is closer to Barrios than by the time we get to the seventh inning, I think the discrepancy in the pitchers is going to get larger. Orioles bullpen held on last night. That doesn't mean I think they are able to always hold on. I think there's a chance the Orioles hang in there. I think the payout is worth it. So I'll take first five Orioles plus 235. Just a C-grade pick. We're going to win over two units if we win our one-unit investment, so no need to invest more than that. And with regards to the total, it's 9.5 minus 105 odds. That's an A-grade over for me. I don't trust either one of these pitchers. I think there's going to be a lot of runs. I think there's going to be a lot of runs early. I think there might be a few runs late. You could also isolate and go first five over. Um, I think both of those are probably pretty solid investments. I, I really like there to be runs, and, and that's kind of aligns with my strategy here with the first five on the Orioles. I think after five innings, we're talking about a, you know, four to four, four to three type game. Who knows who's on top, but I really see both teams scoring some runs early in this one. Again, you see that park factor there in Toronto. It's a hitter's park. So I think we see some runs. I really love this over nine and a half. And maybe the Orioles pull it out right now. At least the price is just not favorable to the Blue Jays at all, according to the model. 17 Eastern first pitch Brewers at the Mets. It's always weird to me when we have uh, both the Mets and the Yankees playing at home. Um, similar weather story there. It'll be around 70 degrees. Winds will be blowing across around 10 miles an hour. Corbin Burns versus David Peterson. Burns is fantastic. I don't think I need to waste my breath on him. Peterson has a three ERA on the season. The advanced metrics in the projection are not quite as kind. Think more in the low fours than three. But Peterson's had a solid year. And kind of as I talked about with some of the other guys, Peterson has the um, has a luxury with the fact that the Mets bullpen's pretty solid. Has some guys who can go longer, kind of like Strider has with the Braves. Peterson has this luxury that he can go hard for four innings, and if that's all he offers, that's fine. If he starts rolling, he can get them six. That's great too, but he doesn't have this pressure to have to go deep into the games. And I think that makes him a little bit better than his projection and probably why he's able to overperform his projection, um, at least so far, because he has the fact that he's not going to be asked to go seven or eight innings. If he does, they're going to love it, but they don't need that from him. Model says the Brewers should be favored, but it says they should be favored in the minus 107 range. That gives them a 52% win probability. The Mets have the better offense and they're at home. Of course, Corbin Burns is fantastic. So the reason the Braves are favored is all about Burns in this game. But the model says there's value in the Mets. So I'll take the Mets at plus 114. It's a B-grade pick for me just because I don't think there's enough value for an A-grade pick. This is a coin toss game. So at plus 114, I think there's value if you got to the plus 120s, it's an A-grade pick for me just because the fact that, again, coin toss games, you want those decent plus odds. It's worked out for us a couple nights here, these, these last two with the Reds. And so anytime you just can throw it up in the air and say, who knows what's going to happen, but you're getting plus odds in the long run, that's going to be valuable. It's kind of how I see this game here. Obviously, again, Burns is fantastic, the best pitcher in this game. But with the Mets being at home and the better offense, and Peterson, I don't think it's bad. I think the Mets have a chance in this one. So plus 114 on the Mets is a B grade pick for me. Total seven and a half. I, I, I waffled on this. I don't really love much on the total here. I, I waffled on what I picked versus the other angle I was looking at. One Brewers under three and a half team total. It's plus 104 is kind of the reason I went with the way I like the plus odds. Um, just a lean though on that one. I think this is probably a lower scoring game. I almost went under seven and a half for the full game. I think you're kind of – again, I, I went with the Brewers in total because I was able to get plus odds on the, on the three and a half. But I think it's a lower scoring game. I think the Mets have a chance. I think somebody wins this game three to two. And so I think whether it's full game under or Brewers in total under, I kind of lean that under. But again, I'm most under picks, all but I think like two today, I'm kind of like downgrading a notch just because of all the runs we see. But again, as we talked about the game in New York, being only 70 degrees makes me think we got a bit more of a chance with the under here. Then we do in some of these other places with 80 and 90 degree heat. 17 Easter first pitch A's at the Red Sox. It'll be kind of chilly in Boston, especially as the night winds down. We'll start off around 70 degrees, but we're going to close in the mid 60s. No real wind to speak of. It should be at or under five miles an hour. James Capriellen versus Josh Winkowski. Capriellen has an upper five ERA. The advanced metrics line up exactly with that. He projects to be maybe slightly better, but I mean, 
you know what you're getting with this guy. Not a good pitcher. Going against a pretty good Red Sox offense that shouldn't have any difficulty scoring off of him. Winkowski pitched the one time this season, three innings, gave up four runs. I mean, what do you make of one outing, right? Um, projects to be a below average pitcher as well. I've kind of think these, both these pitchers, you know, neither one of them is anything to write home about. Model says Red Sox minus 201. I'll take the Red Sox in the money line at minus 101 with a B grade pick. And when I hit the record button, there's no run line. So you, it, if somebody asks in the comments, I'm not going to respond to it because watch the video, but I like the Red Sox run line too. I, I might actually like it a little bit better than the minus 191. Again, depending on what the odds are. But as long as you're not having to lay something like, you know, minus 120 or something, as long as it's in the minus 110, minus 115 range, I would have taken run line. They just didn't have that as an available option for me to lock in on bet stamp when I hit the record button. So that's why I'm on Red Sox money line. But I think run, run line is also a solid play. I think there'll be a lot of runs tonight. I think the Red Sox win a, you know, seven to four type game. I'm going over on the total. It's nine and a half. It's a B grade over the teams and the situation and the ballpark scream a grade over but being a little chilly i just gotta ding it one letter grade here because on a chillier night macy like last night red sox won i think it was six to one and on a chillier night if the ball's just not quite flying out you may see a similar story so i think the red sox win i think they win fairly comfortably and i think there's a lot of runs but both of them are only b grade picks just because with regards to the money line um Again, me, in fact, there's no run line out there right now when I hit the record button. Um, I have to lay a lot just to win the two units on a price like minus 191. And on the total, I just can't be that confident with the weather. So I wanted to get to an A grade on both of these. I just couldn't quite get there. Model thinks there's value given that it thinks it should be 201 rather than 191. So I'm going to trust the model on that value. Um, again, whether it's money line or run line, I think that's your call. I think either one's perfectly acceptable uh, to take there in Boston. 7.45 Eastern first pitch, Pirates at the Cardinals. Two of these three games have flown over in this heat. We're going to have another hot one tonight with winds blowing out. Not quite as hot, maybe, but still very warm. It'll be in the mid-90s to start, mid-80s to close. Winds will be blowing out to left or left center in the 10-mile-an-hour range throughout the night. Roanty Contreras is a pitcher I've talked about. I really like this kid. Um, probably not quite as good as that 250 ERA, but the advanced metrics have him in the low threes. I mean, very good um, pitcher, the model likes him. Uh, Jack Flaherty making his season debut. Um, both these pitchers I really like. Now, I am giving Flaherty a tiny bit of a penalty here for that first start here of the season. You never know what you're going to get from him, um, whether it's with regards to runs or with length. But otherwise, I like Flaherty a lot. I think he's a good pitcher, too. It's tough. I really want to go hard on this over, um, given the weather. But I, like I said, I like both pitchers. And we're talking about the Pirates' offense isn't good. The Pirates are able to score a few runs here against weaker Cardinals pitchers, but against Flaherty, if Flaherty is on, even in this weather, it might be tougher for them to score. Model says Cardinals minus 176, so I'll back the Cardinals minus 157. It's a B-grade pick. I really waffled on the run line here. I think it's I think it's flipping a coin. I went kind of 51-49 on the money line, so if you want, you might split your bet between the two. Uh, I saw plus 125, which is always enticing to get plus odds on a run line there, especially in a game that might be high scoring in a team you really like. Um, I, 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 I feel like my grade for this pick for backing the Cardinals is in the B-plus range. And so I went with the money line simply because the Cardinals are the home team. I just personally don't love run line favorites at home. And since it's a B-plus type pick, I thought this way I'm basically risking three units to win two. If I was on the run line, I'd be risking two to win two and a half. And so this B-plus level of confidence, I don't mind the five total units on it versus the four and a half. So I'm kind of just kind of just splitting hairs, if you can't tell by my logic here. I like money line. I like run line. Both of them get a B-grade from me. Total, I'm going over eight and a half, also a B-grade. The weather screams over, but... Like I said, I just like these pitchers, so I can't quite get there to an A grade with regards to the total. It's got some juice to it. It may jump up to nine. If it jumps up to nine, it's still a B grade. I don't see that being a problem. You might push, but, I mean, that happens. No big deal. Um, I would expect, at least right now, you'd be looking at something like minus 105, maybe even even money on the over nine. 
um, which again also be a very acceptable play in my book. No difference there really on the grade for me. Now, if it's overnight at minus 120, that's a whole lot more juice to lay in a situation where now you don't win at nine, whereas we're winning at nine here when we're going over eight and a half. So be great on the over at eight and a half, even at nine, as long as the juice is reasonable. And I'll back the Cardinals on the money line at minus 157 with a B grade. Or like I said, I think run line is also perfectly acceptable there as well. 805 Eastern first pitch Padres at the Cubs. We got the double A grade winner here on this one. The Padres getting to that Cubs bullpen like we talked about just falling apart completely. Uh, putting up a 12 spot in a massive run scoring environment. All 12 runs coming after the first five innings. Um, that was a lot of fun to get that winner and the over. It'll be a similar night tonight in Wrigley. It'll be 90 degrees to start, mid-80s to close, so it'll stay warm. Winds will be blowing out to left center above 15 miles an hour, up towards 20 miles an hour, y'all. There's going to be a lot of runs in this one. I think the run swing environment is stronger tonight than it was last night. That is, you know, I expect 17 runs again, but it means 17 would not be crazy to see with this wind being stronger than it was last night. Still a very warm night. I think a lot, a lot, a lot of runs will happen in Chicago. Ryan Weathers versus Caleb Killian. Y'all, I don't know how to express to you how bad the model thinks Ryan Weathers is. I mean, it is like worse than Dallas Keuchel level bad. And I don't think he's that bad, but man, the model does not like this guy whatsoever. It's one of the worst ratings I've seen. His projection is very bad. It will be his major, his season debut here in the big leagues uh, this season. Last year when he pitched, the year before when he pitched, he had a couple of decent outings, but was a lot of a lot more bad than good, especially down the stretch last year. For a Padres pitching set, to be fair, for the most part, they all kind of fell apart. And they'll oppose Caleb Killian, who had a solid major league debut, went five innings, gave up a few runs. Advanced metrics were solid. I don't know what it means in five innings. Projects to be a good pitcher. I have him above average, even though he has only made the one start. But y'all, I think this Padres offense is way better than the Cubs offense. And their bullpen, as shaky as it could be, is still way better than this Cubs bullpen is. The model says the Padres should be slight favorites at plus 105. There's a ton of value. I'm going to go back with the Padres at plus 105 with an A-grade pick. I locked that in. Right after I locked it in, I saw plus 110. That's even more value. Uh, people ask, you know, if the line moves, if I how it affects my pick. Other than players playing, a line move means nothing to me. If it's in the morning, I just know if a lineup comes out and the guy's in that we weren't expecting or out that we weren't expecting, if there's injury news, that sort of stuff. That's different. But before we see who's playing or, or if we have any information about that, if a line moves against me, that means nothing these days. That used to mean something, you know, three, four years ago. And, of course, beyond, it, it did mean something. These days, that means absolutely nothing. There's uh, tons of movement that's right and tons of movement that's wrong. And so if this gets up into, you know, I, I saw some plus 110s. If it gets even higher, great. Let's just take that extra value. Anything at plus money is an A grade for me on the Padres. If you're laying the minus 100s, that drops to a you know minus 101, my, you know to minus 105, that drops to a B grade, and then after that's a C grade. Plus money is an A grade pick on the Padres. As bad as Weathers, the model thinks Weathers is. I don't think he's that bad. And again, I just think there should be a ton of runs in this game. And when there's a ton of runs, I want the team with the better bullpen because. When there's a ton of runs, the bullpens are going to be prominently involved. And I want the team with the better offense because they're going to be able to take advantage of that more. And that's the Padres. So the starting pitcher edge the Cubs have doesn't mean a ton, in my opinion. I think it's going to be a wild one. And I think plus out in the Padres is a ton of value. A grade pick for me there. And the total is 11.5. I don't care. I'm going over a grade pick. I think there will be a boatload of runs in this game, given the pitchers that will be involved. And again, given this weather, how sensitive Wrigley is to the wind, that ball is going to fly out tonight. I don't care what this total is. Go over. Take the alternate totals over if you feel like having some fun. I'm not saying there will be 15 runs in this game, but like 15, 17 runs, things like that would not surprise me whatsoever. And, and it may not get there. Again, anything can happen in baseball, but – I mean, it's going to be really hard not to get double-digit runs. And once we get double digits, all we're asking for is another couple of runs just to get to 12. I think it happens. I love over 
11 and a half in this one. Don't be scared off by the number. This weather is extreme here tonight at Wrigley. 840 Eastern, first pitch guarding to the Rockies. Rockies get to extra innings for us at like a plus 140 price. I mean, uh, nailed the handicap on this one with regards to the side. Didn't get as many runs as we were expecting. Um, but the Rockies hung in there against Bieber. Um, Sensatella looks solid. Got to extra innings as a big dog. Again, that's a play I'm taking every day of the week if we can. If we can win even near half of them at those odds, that'll be valuable. Didn't quite work out for us last night, though. Tonight, it'll be a warmer night in Coors. The wind won't be blowing uh, in as strong. We'll start off in the low 80s, close in the low 70s. The wind will stay under five miles an hour. Connor Pilkington versus Austin Gomber. Pilkington, at this point, projects to be below average. Um, his projection kind of keeps getting worse, it seems like, every time he pitches. A 350 ERA, advanced metrics, think more in the low fours, projection that same ballpark. Um, a solid pitcher, I guess, an okay pitcher. Um, not one that you really want to back too much, though, and one who's not going to give you a lot of length. And, of course, that's why he continues to get dinged in that rating projection that you see there on the sheet. Versus Austin Gomber, not as bad as that 6 ERA. Again, part of that's the Coors effect. His advanced metrics are in the low fours, basically right where Pilkington's are. Projects to be a little bit worse, but he's going to give you a little bit extra length in Pilkington, and that's why their rating that you see in the sheet is about the same. Gomber's not a bad pitcher, not one I, I don't mind backing. Um, not good by any stretch of the imagination. Um, both these pitchers, though, are just very meh, and meh pitching in cores. We're going to start off in the 80s. I'm going to go over 11 and a half, and I'm going to give that an A grade. I think we see more runs tonight than last night. Again, it's just a huge run scoring environment there, and there's not a lot of pitchers that I trust in this game um, to get outs. And so, obviously, outs will happen, but I think there's going to be a lot of runs. I'll go A grade with this over 11 and a half in Coors. And then with regards to the side, the model thinks the Rockies should be a slight favorite. I'll take the Rockies at minus 101 with a B grade pick. Again, remember the Rockies have one of the most extreme home field advantages in baseball. And so by making the Rockies a slight favorite, it means that it thinks the Guardians would be favored in a neutral site. But being in Coors, that kind of gives the Rockies a tiny bit of an edge back. This price is probably about as high as I want to go with a B grade, maybe a minus 102, something like that. Even money still gets a B grade. But when you get to the minus 105, you're really talking about losing a lot of the value and dropping to a C grade pick. A lot of this is it's a coin tossy type game. Minus 101 is decent value on a coin toss game where I'll say just give me the home team. Offense for the Rockies not as good, but does at least perform better in Coors. In a game, I think there'll be a lot of runs in. And at that point, hopefully the home team can pull out what they couldn't pull out last night. And then to wrap us up, 10-10 Eastern first pitch, Angels at the Dodgers. A similar night in LA. A lot of times it's the same sort of weather. Mid-70s to start, mid-60s to close. Winds blowing out to start. And then it'll die down as the night moves along. It's like the same weather report every time. It seems like they're in LA. Reed Detmers versus Tyler Anderson. Two pitchers who aren't as good as their numbers. Two pitchers I don't think are horrible, but the model doesn't really like either one of these guys. Detmers has an upper three ERA, but the advanced metrics think it should be a full run higher than that. Anderson has a three ERA. The advanced metrics think it should be half a run higher than that, but his projection is a full run even higher than that. I think that projection's a little bit high on Anderson, a little bit off on Anderson. I think he's probably closer to, you know, not this good, but I think he's probably more in the league average range or maybe even slightly better. Um, the model just doesn't like him at all based off historical data. But we kind of talked about sometimes guys go to new teams and figure something out, change up their pitch usage a little bit. I think Anderson is respectable here. I think he's a I think he's a better pitcher than Detmers is. The Dodgers obviously have a better offense than the Angels do. The Dodgers have a better bullpen than the Angels do. And of course, you're got a home game here for the Dodgers. Everything lines up for them. The model thinks minus one ninety three. You can get Dodgers minus one eighty nine. It's a coin toss between money line and run line. I'll take them on the run line. 
because it's plus odds at plus 105, I think that's a decent amount of value on the Dodgers. I'll give that a B grade. If I was going on the money line, it would be a C grade pick because I think the value is actually less on the money line tonight based off the odds I'm seeing than on the run line. At plus 105 or at even money, I think Dodgers run line gets a B grade for me. If you have to lay any odds, it drops to a C grade pick. But I think there's greater than a 50-50 chance that the Dodgers win this game by more than one. They're the better team. Everything points their direction. So I like the Dodgers. I'll take them on the run line with a B grade. And for the total, I'm going to go first five over four and a half with a B grade. Anytime I see two pitchers that are overperforming their metrics, I kind of think over is the way to look. It's going to cool down as the night goes along and the wind's going to die down. So if there's not runs early, it's not to say there can't be runs late, especially with the Angels bullpen involved. Um, I'm not... Uh, trying to make a specific prediction like that because anytime I do that, I was just like a fool. But in general, the run scoring environment is much more friendly earlier in the game with regards to the temperature, with regards to the wind, and with regards to the fact that both these pitchers, again, project to be below average. And the projection is that when the teams go to the bullpen, the quality of the pitcher will actually improve. And or the fact that the maybe maybe worse pitchers, but pitchers who only have to see a uh, you know, go, go one inning, you can throw hard, that sort of thing. So it's it's not that Tyler Anderson maxing out for one inning, you know, is worse than what the Dodgers relievers will be. It's just that a starter has a tougher job having to go out there multiple innings, see guys multiple times, hold things back from his arsenal, right? And when you go to the relievers, it's an upgrade with regards to the quality of pitcher that you're going to get. And so I don't want to be on the full game over. I just think there's more likely to have runs early than late. So I'll go first five over four and a half with the B grade. I kind of think this should be five. I think this is a, um, you know, four to two, three to two type Dodgers lead after five. And then maybe more runs happen. Maybe they don't. I don't have to worry about it. I think we can get over the first five. So be great pick for me there. And then be great pick for me on the Dodgers run line. So I'll recap my picks for you here today. Got a handful of them. White Sox at the Tigers. We're going White Sox plus 101. Reds at the Diamondbacks. First five under four at minus 118. Twins at the Mariners. Just too much value to pass up on the Mariners at this price, plus 132. Rays at the Yankees, full game under 7 at minus 113. Orioles at the Blue Jays, over 9.5 at minus 105 odds. Padres at the Cubs, I'll take the double dip again. I'll take the Padres at plus 105, and I'll take the over 11.5 at minus 105. And then Guardians at the Rockies, I'll take the over 11.5 at minus 113. Those are my A plays for this Wednesday and that's all I've got for you. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. A reminder to check out the Google Sheet for model picks, projections, and results. You can find that link and more at the website, www.pickswiththeprofessor.com. If you haven't done so yet, please click that subscribe button to ensure all the sports betting content we provide on this channel is dropped right into your feed. I will see you tomorrow. And until then, remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.